Today in the Multiply Podcast, we're talking about how to work from home effectively. Check it out. Hey everybody, welcome back or welcome to the Multiply Podcast. My name is Jared. And my name is David. That was a little slow, David. I know we're not in studio together, but you need to pick up your game. Well, I, you know, I think I'm just missing your face, man. Although we do live in the same neighborhood and we do walk by each other's house a few times a week. So I guess I, we do see each other's faces a little bit, but it's not the same recording this way. I'm, I don't know where you are right now, but I'm sitting in my car in the parking lot. So it's, it's, uh, it's definitely not the same. Yeah, that's true. We're not able to give each other, you know, the, all the visual cues that we normally do, the winks and the nods and the, you know, you sometimes yeah, the with the eye rolls. You you give kissy faces sometimes, which is weird. But I know what I know what you mean. Yeah, you you're trying to say to me, hey, your turn next. You know. Well, and then when we have guests call in, you're doing a lot of eye rolling. So <laughs> I read a lot of signs that hold and hold them up to you. This is ridiculous. <laughs> stuff like that. But. So yesterday was Mother's Day. Mother's Day. Happy Mother's Day, everybody. Yeah, a little different this year um, than normal, and uh, but we hope uh, we hope moms felt loved and cared for, and and uh, we were able to kind of social from a social distance uh, see uh, our moms and grandmas yesterday. And uh, did you guys uh, did you get to FaceTime with your saint of a mother? We did. Uh, we FaceTimed Brenda Berry, and. Um... We sent her a nice gift that got there a few days earlier. So, uh, um, you know, we're not comparing gift giving, but she did say that she was in tears when she received it. So <laughs> I think that's a win. What did you send her? Some onions and a sharp knife? <laughs> Close. We sent her uh, We sent her this, um, I don't know what they're called, but they're a type of plant that um, they're really... <laughs> So obviously you didn't buy it. No, I did, but I, I there's a name to them. I don't know what they are. People that are like gardeners would know. This it wasn't they're not flowers, but they're like kind of in a pretty weeds. <laughs> uh, I don't know. <laughs> you know, so they're these like kind of green plants, but they're really nice and my mom is a big gardener and and uh she's got a crazy green thumb, so she liked it. Yeah. My mom has a really nice deck out back of her house and she likes to be out there and she likes to listen to worship music through her phone or her iPad. Uh, and so I got, we bought her this Bluetooth speaker, outdoor speaker. It looks like a lantern. And um, now I just got to go over there at some point and show her how to set it up. But uh, she didn't say it made her cry, but she did She did say, and I think I'm quoting now, you're such a better son than Jared is to Brenda. <laughs> that sounds like something she would say on Mother's Day. Absolutely. <laughs> Well, if so yeah, man. If you're a mom, happy Mother's Day. And if you are not a mom, I mean, I think the greatest gift that you could give to your mom is to send her this episode of this podcast. You know, David. I mean, I'm sure you agree. Yeah, yeah. A little belated Mother's Day gift. Listen right. to David. Listen to two strangers talk about what they got their moms. <laughs> well, <laughs> as you can see by the intro of this podcast, um, we need to learn how to work from home better. I think we could both say that. Um, and that's actually what we want to talk about today, uh, how to effectively work from home. We know everybody's, uh, most people are in a, a situation right now where they're working from home or working certainly in a different way than they were before. And um, for some, maybe that's easy, but for a lot, 
of people, I think that's a challenge and myself included in that. So um, we wanted to tackle that today. And um, Dave, why don't you get us started? I know you've you've got some some thoughts that you've written down that we're going to kind of go over. I think, is there eight of them that we're going to talk about today? Eight kind of tips or thoughts? Yeah, there, there's just some things that um, I've been learning and uh, listen to other people talk about. This is definitely a topic that people are leaning into right now. Craig Grishel did a really helpful podcast on this uh, usually he goes, usually he talks about topics after us cause he listens to us and then he takes our thoughts, but right. we're going to this, this time around, he got out in front of it a little bit and, uh, probably cause he works from home better than we do. Um, but yeah, the first thought I have about working from home is that if it's possible, create a, create a space that's unique in your home for work. Um, I do like to work just on the couch in different places. And, uh, but there is something like if you can't get out of your home, um, and I can get to the church still sometimes and work in the office in some limited capacities. But if you have a space that you can create distinctly for you to work in and sort of create this um, this dichotomy between home and a home office, I just think it really helps focus and communicates even to your family members that when I'm in this space or this room at this desk, uh, I'm working. And uh, that is one of the challenges of working from home, right? Because um, there's uh, since you're in the house, uh, your family members often will kind of just pull you into normal ho- normal uh, home things that they wouldn't if you weren't there. Yeah, that's totally true. The temptation is always to, hey, let me grab you real quick, or um, you hear some some screaming in the background, kids going crazy, stuff being thrown, and you're like, let me intervene here. I don't know if that's just me, but um, but yeah, there's definitely man, there's definitely temptation to. Um, to get up, to be involved, to be pulled into another direction. So I think that's that's huge. And actually, that's not r- something I have done because I don't really have a great space in my house. So I think I've got to I've got to do better at that and figure that one out. I think part of that creating that space too is not just a physical space, but sort of a, a closing yourself in with a mental space, a focus space. So even just the even just the simple thing of um, putting headphones on while you're working. I know not everybody likes listening to music when they work, but um, it certainly has a way of feeling like you're disconnected from what's happening around you. Um, and also even just um, setting up, if your workspace is in a an open area where kids are still moving around and family still interacting, even just facing the wall, turning away from it, just little things like that might help you be a little more productive in working at home. Um, I also think uh, a second thought here is this works for me. I, I, I'm not actually a list maker. It's not my personality, um, but uh, it took me a couple weeks once this, uh, once the COVID-19 outbreak sort of shut us all into our homes, it actually took me a couple weeks to find my rhythm and feel like I was being productive. And one of the keys for me in um, turning the page to being more productive was every night, one of the last things I do is I'll make a list of things that I need to do the next day. And so I think um, if you're going to work from home, it's easy to get distracted and the lose sight of what needs to get done. And so I always create a to-do list for the next day, the night before, and I kind of keep a running to-do list. So what I do is I, uh, and this is archaic. I know some people have uh, apps and programs that are way better for this, but I just create an outgoing email in my, uh, a draft in my, in my uh, email account. And then I just add to it throughout the day. I'll just open the draft back up and I'll add something when I think of it. I'll open it up and I'll add something. And then before I go to bed, I send it to myself. So the next morning when I get to my desk, here's a whole clear list of things. Because sometimes, isn't it true in the morning, just kind of getting the wheels going is the struggle. Yeah, yeah, that's true. Now, now here's a practical question. Do you put on the list 
a reminder to send yourself the list. Because I'm seeing a real, no, I, I, I'm seeing a potential problem here. If you forget to send yourself, you're done. That's true, and I have forgotten. So maybe <laughs> I need to make that the last. That's a great idea. The last thing on my to do list is to create my next to do list. That's it. No, that's a, that's that's really, helpful. I think for sure that idea of uh, yeah, we should be charging. We should be charging for this episode with those sort of insights. I think so. Um, well, <laughs> you know, you joke around, but. It's, that's one of those things that oftentimes I kind of write off in my mind because I'm kind of one of those people who's like, oh, I'll remember, I'll remember to do it. But then there's so many instances where I don't. And I'm like, man, I can't believe I forgot that. So uh, de- uh, it's probably a habit, right, that you have to develop, which is whenever I think of something, yeah. write it down. And don't assume you'll remember it because you may remember 90% of the stuff, but just that 10%, it can come back to bite you big time. It's also because um, I actually have a pretty good memory. Uh, um but it also allows me making that list allows my mind to rest, you know? Mm. So if I don't make that list, although I may remember to do the thing that I want to do, I will, I will, I will think about it a dozen times between the idea and the actual um, executing of the text uh, or, or the task. But knowing it's on that list allows me really mentally to stop thinking about it. Yeah. That's a good idea. It kind of gives you a little more rest, a little more peace and, um, yeah, yeah, we've all, we've all had those nights, right. Where we wake up at 4am and are thinking about all the stuff we've got to get done and worry we forgot something. And so, yeah, this is a help. All right. What's your next, what's the next one? The next one's kind of tied in, but it's the idea of you got to schedule your day. So if you're working from home, instead of just saying, I'll get work done when I need to, or when I have to, or as I can, I think you need to actually create a structured schedule as much as you can and communicate that schedule to your family. So if you say, hey, um, I'm, I'm gonna be working from nine to noon and then I'm gonna hang out from 12 to one and have lunch and go for a walk with the family. And then I'm gonna go back and work from one to three and communicate that I got a Zoom call at four. Um, I think it's important for, for that schedule uh, to maintain that structure uh, and to create that accountability. And also in some cases, just to be able to communicate to your boss, to those above you, this is how I'm using my time. Cause even though you're working from home, you're, you're still accountable for that time, but also like it helps your family know uh, if it's 1145 and, and one of them's like, I really got to ask dad something. They know, well, he's done working at noon. And then of course the other part of this is you got to stick to your schedule. If you say I'm going to work nine to 12 and then break for family time from 12 to one, you got to do it. Yeah, I think that's helpful, too, because, I mean, everybody's family situation is different. But if you're working from home now, your wife um, may uh, the expectations on you may feel a little different or change, because obviously when you're gone at the office, there is none. But when you're home, it's like, oh, maybe maybe you can help with this or maybe and maybe certain days you did help with something. But but then the next day, you know, you're a little more slammed and swamped. And so you can't help with the schoolwork. But if you don't communicate that and you don't have a schedule that you both understand, you're both aware of, I think it can also create a lot of like stress and tension uh, potentially in your marriage and just some friction of like, hey, I thought you were helping with this. No, I can't. I'm doing this. And then you're frustrated that they're asking because you're like, I should be at work, you know. Um, so I think this right. is definitely helpful for for uh, especially if you're a couple and, and to be on the same page with to know like here's my schedule. Here's the plan. Um, and uh, yeah, so that's really good. Yeah. And, 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 you know, your kids have, if you have kids, especially school age kids, they got schedules now too. You know, they got zoom calls, they got different things they got to do. Our girls have specific hours that they have to do work. And so having some sort of master family calendar 
that's posted in a, a high traffic area where people can just kind of look at it and go, okay, this is what's happening this week. I think it just creates, um, it helps with general communication and understanding. So I think that's a big one. Another one for, for me is just, um, and I don't always do this, but like there's something about getting ready. Like it's a normal day. So getting up, showering, doing your hair, getting dressed like you're a human being. Um, even if you're still working from home, now I, I don't want to be like um, a jerk about this or, or legalistic about this. You know, some people are just going to be productive from home in their sweats. And if that's you, that's fine. But there is something in me that shifts once I move out of sweats into jeans or a button up or a sweater as opposed to uh, a hoodie. And my mind just shifts. And as soon as I'm dressed like I would be if I would go to the office, it's, it becomes harder for me anyway to just sit around and do nothing. Okay, you had me on the first couple, but now you lost me. All right? Because I have not put on a pair of jeans since the coronavirus hit. Well, that's because of that's because they don't fit you anymore. That's a whole different podcast. <laughs> that that may or may not be true. Um, Actually, I gotta I gotta give Jared credit. He's been running a lot, and while everybody else has been gaining weight, he's been losing weight. So it's not really true. But I know you. I I, I drive by your house and see you enough to know that you, you stay pretty comfy most of the time, and and maybe that works yes. for you. Yes, the Barry family motto is if you can wear sweats, you do wear sweats. Um, but no, I, I, I hear what you're saying, and it's probably different for different people because, like, my parents are that way. Like, they they can't kind of get productive and engage unless they're kind of dressed um, out of sweats or pajamas or whatever. I don't, I'm not really that way. It doesn't, like, to me, it wouldn't make a difference. I wouldn't all of a sudden be like, all right, now I'm locked in. I would just feel less comfortable. So, but um, but I think that's important tip too to know your personality and to know, um, kind of what helps give you that little boost or what would hold you back a little bit, you know. Yeah, yeah, I agree. I agree. Well, we don't have to. I think people will feel differently about this one, and and um, but it it helps me, and and maybe it'll help somebody listening. Um, the next thing I wanted to talk about was you know we're spending so much time on video meetings now using Zoom and Google Hangout and other things like that. Um. And I think that's useful because, um, first off, obviously, it's the best way to communicate and see each other if you can't be in a space together. Also, I think there's something important about staying connected to people's faces that help us get through this time. I found it really useful every now and then just to have a one-on-one -on -one FaceTime chat with a friend or a, a peer in ministry. It's just different than texting. It's even different than talking on the phone. And I just try to do that at least once or twice a week, just somebody who's outside of my immediate circle, just see their face, talk to them. Um, it's, it, it's helpful to me, but, but I, I do think when, you know, as we're on this, this thought of online meetings, I think it's important, especially if you're running an online meeting, that as much as possible, you go into them with an agenda, with a plan and you communicate that in advance so that people can stay focused and know where it's going. Cause a lot of people at this point are starting to tune out of zoom meetings, right? Cause they've been in so many of them. Oh yeah. And, uh, I do think part of the agenda certainly should be, especially if it's people you don't see frequently or you haven't seen in a while. Put right in your agenda a window of time for just some quick catch up. How's everybody doing? Uh, what are you learning? That sort of stuff. Um, so that it doesn't feel like it's wasted because some people are not relationally wired enough. They would feel like that sort of conversation is a waste of time unless it's actually on the agenda. So 
so I guess it's a two-in-one thought or three-in-one. One, stay connected face-to-face as best you can. Two, when you're going to run one of those meetings, have an agenda. And if you're not running it, don't be shy to ask for an agenda in advance. And then three, if you're going to make an agenda and you want time for interaction that's relationally driven, put it on the actual agenda. Yeah, I think this is a really important one. I think you're right. Like people are getting burnt out. People are kind of it's it's um zoom became zoom is like our our biggest tool but also our biggest enemy right now where we all just like we know we need you but we hate you and um <laughs> and so that that only gets worse when you're in a meeting that feels like it has no real clear agenda it's not moving in a in a helpful positive direction and in fact when you're just like we're we're this is we're just on this thing like there's no we're not going anywhere this is not beneficial or helpful or whatever um, and so you may not agree with everything that's being discussed or talked about, or whatever. But if, like you said, if you know kind of the the direction, you know the person that's hosting the call has thought about it ahead of time. Um, I think all those things are really helpful and make it feel productive because that's the worst part, right? It's like I don't want to jump on another Zoom call to feel like it's not productive. Yeah, I agree. And one of the things I would also say about this is that if you're going to have a time where people are just kind of updating, checking in, sharing what they're working on, that doesn't need to be heard by every single person, then use the breakout room feature. Uh, you know, you, if you have 30 people in a call and, and everyone has to take a couple minutes to share an update, that's an hour of time. And unless it's something that's relevant and has to be heard, I know, I know the, the mindset is, well, we want everybody to hear everybody, but it actually doesn't happen, does it? Because people start checking out when they know they're going to have to listen to updates for an hour. So break them into breakout rooms of four or less. You can't hide if you're in a breakout room of four, right? It's not like a, it's not like a group of 30 where you're like, nobody really sees me. If there's four, you can't really hide. You have to stay engaged. And you end up feeling, I think, more heard in a smaller room than you feel in a large meeting. And so uh, that's another tip that I would suggest regarding Zoom meetings. Yeah, that's good. That's really helpful. All right, what else you got? Uh, Another, yeah, three more quick ones. One is, um, at least for people who work in churches, some of the day-to-day stuff isn't as pressing anymore. We're not creating the same sort of structure and systems for programming and services. And so you may have some more margin in your life right now than normal. Um, not everybody. Some people are somehow are busier than ever uh, when it comes to that stuff. But if you're if you're finding that you have some extra time in your schedule because you're not maintaining the sort of daily in, uh, day in and day out type stuff, think of some big picture projects that you can be putting time towards. What are some things that you want to get done, but you've just never had the time to get it done because you are in the daily grind? This is the perfect time to get those things done. Yeah, I, lo- I love that idea. And um, I think that is one of the blessings in disguise of this time is it, it for, for some people, it allows you to take a 30,000-foot view where, uh, as in the normal schedule, you may feel like you don't have time to do that. And we've talked before in other podcasts about how it's important to do that, no matter how busy you are. Um, but but mm-hmm. this offers us a, kind of a special, unique time to do that. And, and, and I think even more so... Um, to, to just think about big projects is to reassess mission, reassess um, strategy, reassess like the the stuff that you are doing, the programs that you are doing like mm-hmm. this. This does present kind of a unique opportunity to to potentially um, shut down, tweak, start up something once this is over. 
um, you know, you kind of have an opportunity to to um, clean the slate or or do some new things or tweak some things in a way that you wouldn't normally when stuff is just running, running, running. You know, so um, right. Not to not to beat a dead horse, but for your perspective as a senior pastor, like has um, have you been able have you done some of that in this time? Just kind of that big picture assessing, looking. Yeah. Yeah. Um, you know, that's kind of for us that we try to make that a constant part of our culture as leadership. Um, but I will say like, w- there's some bigger, th- like, there's some things like, um, a couple of our staff members are, they've been taking this time, uh, to rethink uh, some of our internal communication, like even the Sunday morning bulletin that gets handed out to people. Um, I've assigned them that project of like reformat this, come up with a bunch of ideas of different ways it could look. What should the content be? What should it look like? That's the sort of stuff that's kind of hard to hand off to your team members when they're just grinding, you know, to get ready for youth services and, and children's programs. And of course, they're still doing that, but it's online and it isn't requiring the same amount of um time at least not now that they've got settled into their rhythms yeah um you know i'm currently working on developing a, a key step in our discipleship strategy this 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 eight-week course that we're going to be bringing people through to help them make disciples that's the sort of stuff that like takes a lot of energy and creative energy that's hard to do when i'm like trying to crank out a lot of other stuff in the normal season of ministry so those those are some examples of some bigger projects that that we've been able to work on and tackle and even things with in the church building, this is a time, obviously, where those things can get done. Yeah, that's good. That's good. All right, two more, real quick. Uh, the, the the second to last thought is this. Um, almost like, uh, again, same idea. If you find yourself with some margin in your time, uh, create a self-directed study for yourself. Pick a topic uh, that you want to learn a lot about, uh, an area of leadership that you want to grow in, and almost like you would do self-directed learning in a college environment or an online class environment, uh, create some intentionality, get the right resources, line them up. Um, and just as leaders, I think we have to grow during the season, not just get through it, but grow through it. Yeah. This is one of the things that I've been trying to do. Um, you and I have talked off podcasts and I've said, you know, um, a big part of my job is events and that's obviously all been canceled through the, through the rest of the summer and even potentially into the fall at this point. So, so one of the things I've done is like, Hey, I'm going to treat this, um, kind of like a sabbatical in a way of, um, focusing a lot on self growth, um, leadership growth. Mm -hmm. And so, so intentionally picking, um, picking different leadership books that I, that I, uh, want to kind of get through as fast as I can, not as fast as I can, but I just want to, I want to really leverage this time to go, Hey, I can read way more than I could normally. So, um, so strategically picking, picking some great books that I haven't read and I really want to get through and, um, and focusing a lot on my own personal leadership. Cause I do want to come out of this time going, Hey, I let, you know, it was crazy. No one would have chose it, but I did leverage it to help myself become a better leader, um, in that season. So, so that's definitely something I'm doing. Um, what are some ways that you're doing this, David? I think, um, you know, my, our, our staff, um, we, we took this self-assessment test right before all this happened called leading from your strengths. And one of the things that all of us identified is that none of us are really great at crucial conversations. Not that we are like, um, not that we're jerks, but that we tend to shy away from them where none of us are confrontational by nature. We all rather find a different way. 
And some of that is just the skill set. So we've been taking, uh, our whole staff has been reading through the book, Crucial Conversations. And every week in our staff meeting, we've been taking time to process it. So we just kind of said like in this season, let's just learn together in this specific area to improve ourselves in, in growing in Crucial Conversations. So that's, that's one specific example of what we've been doing um, to grow in this season. Yeah, I love that. That's awesome. Right, we got the last thing I would say, the last thing I would say is we're working from home for, for these. This is really for leaders who are Christ followers is don't lose sight of your spiritual disciplines and your spiritual habits. Um, really, we have probably less excuse than ever to not have some regularity and to create some space for that. And it's possible that you used to do your devotionals in the office or used to have your prayer time in the church and now you're home all the time. Uh, it's an amazing season to model for your children. Like, I want my kids to remember me reading my Bible, sitting in the living room, family room. I want them to remember me getting up in the morning and grabbing my devotion. I want to, I want them to see me doing that because I think that's formative. And so I've talked to some pastors who have um, started having family devotional times that they've never done it before, but now they're all together all the time. And so find the, find some ways to make sure that your spiritual disciplines aren't going out the window just because your rhythms are disrupted. Yeah. Yeah. And, and, Honestly, I, one thing I've found is it's easier for that to happen than you would think, right? Like you would you would think in this time, like you said, um, we have more time than ever, and we do. But it's interesting how the different um, style of life that happens, um, it's just you get pulled away from it. And, um, and so I think that's really important. I've been actually, um, I've never really done this before, but I've been diving into to listening to the Bible in audio version and I've been really enjoying it, you know? So as mm. I've, as I've kind of been, you know, the few nice days we've had, I've been outdoors or whatever. I've just been, um, there's something about for me listening to it that I've really enjoyed. And then I've also been doing some, some just personal worship time where I've, where I've either played some stuff on YouTube and, um, or just, you know, pulled my guitar out and just had kind of my own, my own, um, worship time with the Lord, uh, singing. And, and I've, I've, that's been such a blessing for me as well. So, yeah, that's great, man. Yeah. Well, that's what I got. Um, you know, that's it for working from home and, and, uh, hopefully, uh, we're headed into a season here where, uh, many of us are going to be able to start working together in teams and offices again, but whatever you've learned in this season, the best things you've learned, hold on to them. Right. Yeah. And I do think, um, things are going to be different if not forever for a very yeah. long time. You know, um, yeah, I think I this is going to have a this is going to have a major effect on people psychologically and um, and, and for businesses too, um, and the way that they do business, the way that people work and operate. And so I definitely agree that the lessons you learn now are going to be valuable. And um, and a lot of the things we've shared can even apply when you go back to the office for sure. So, um, yeah, yeah, man, that's great stuff. We uh, we, we want you to know when we appreciate you guys. We are praying for all those who are out there. Um, battling those who are on the front lines thank you so much for what you're doing and and um and for all the pastors and leaders who have people in their churches who are working hard every day and you're working hard to love them and serve them and pastor them um keep it up we appreciate you guys and and are thinking about you and um before we go though we know we know why you're really here and that's for people's favorite portion of the podcast called david's eats and this is where we find out the best thing david has eaten all week because we not only want you to be better leaders, but also better eaters. So, David, without further ado, what's the best thing you've had? And, and we'll go since since we've had a few weeks, but since our last podcast, we'll we'll give you more than a week 
We'll give you a couple of weeks. What's the best thing well, you've had? I only got to go back about 15 hours, actually. Oh. Um, yeah, yesterday for Mother's Day, um, I picked up my mom uh, from a takeout Korean place in Syracuse, her favorite dish, which is a, it's a, I guess the best way to explain it to Americans, it's, it's like a big, it's a seafood, almost like a seafood boil slash seafood stew featuring primarily monkfish, which if you haven't had monkfish, it's a white fish, but it's got a little bit more of a scallop type texture, a little tougher um, in a good way. And then there's shrimp in there and there's mussels in there and then just tons of bean sprouts and peppers and onions and Korean spices. And oh my gosh, it was, it's, it's so good. And, um, and my mom, I made my mom's day because it's her favorite dish and she hasn't been able to get it very much during this time because the Korean restaurants are closed, but I drove out to this one and got some takeout and, uh, that's the best thing I've eaten recently. Dude, that sounds good, man. That sounds really good. As usual, I'm now hungry for, for some Korean food. So, <laughs> Well, thanks, everybody, for listening. This is uh, the Multiply Podcast. We hope you guys are blessed. Have a great day, and we will see you next time. 